Ooh, yeah. What a show we have for you today. And uh, today I'm going to be talking about maybe a touchy topic. I don't know. You be the judge. I'm going to be talking about wheelchair uh, parking spots, handicapped parking spots and handicapped drivers. Um, We're going to be talking about comas. Have you ever been in a coma? Are you in one right now? Is that why you listen? And what do you do when you come out of a coma, right? We're going to be talking about sleeping habits, hotels. And then last of all, it's Friday, so I have to go see my moron therapist, Dr. Ascot. Never fun, but nonetheless, you're going to have fun right here on the Harlan Highway. (laughs) You just made a wrong turn. Would you kindly shut your mouth? Onto the Harlan Highway. Oh, it's lovely. It's just lovely. The Harlan Highway. Hi, Harlan. I'm Teddy Ruxpin, and I'm your friend. Riding down the Harlan Highway. I'm not your daddy. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the show. And right out of the gate, I got to talk about something that's uh, been disturbing me, okay? Um, are, are handicapped parking spots getting disproportionate to the amount of people that actually require them? I mean, first of all, how often do you see someone in a, in a handicapped spot? It's, it's not a lot. Okay, it's it's more rare than it is common. Okay, granted, we need them, but how much do we need them? How many do we need to have? Okay, you know, it used to be a time when there was one or two in a parking lot at a mall, and you know, they'd get used, they wouldn't get used. I go to places now, and I'm not kidding. There's whole rows, parking rows, of handicap spots. I go to Home Depot, the Home Depot by my house. I think there's close to 15 or 20. Down, it's almost a whole line of handicapped spots. And I'm thinking, okay, if you're handicapped, okay, and you've got like a leg missing or a broken shoulder, or your back is seized up or you're wearing a brace or you're born with no arms, I don't know what, you're handicapped. So going to Home Depot is not like going to 7-Eleven and picking up like a a thing of milk and some sugar. You go to Home Depot, you're buying like a 2x4, you know, a 17-foot 2x4. You're maybe buying like eight bags of grass seed, a barbecue, a new leaf blower, you know, boxes of tile, a build-it-yourself kitchen cabinet set. Maybe a carpet you got to throw on your shoulder and throw in the back. So what I'm saying is that if you're handicapped, I don't think Home Depot shopping where you got to do heavy lifting is the place you're going to roll into with a vehicle with a handicap sign on it. So don't you think they should kind of judge that, you know? And meanwhile, people that are there to buy heavy stuff have to park at the far end of the parking lot, you know, where they they have to walk all the way back, pick up their heavy items, and haul them all the way across the parking lot, maybe get handicapped on the way because their knees buckle or they twist an ankle. So I don't know. The Home Depot thing's a little weird to me. Something doesn't fit, okay? 
Uh, and same thing with malls and uh, a lot of places. You know, I see the need for it. I'm not trying to pick on the handicap, but I'm just saying it feels disproportionate. And then the other thing is, have you seen some of the vehicles that pull into these handicap spots? I've seen Hummers. I've seen Mercedes-Benz. I've seen pickup trucks. I've seen vehicles that don't seem to match the profile of someone that's got a bad limp or wearing crutches. It's like I've seen vehicles that just crawling up into them could cause injury, let alone crawling out and hobbling into the Home Depot to pick up four bags of cement. You see where I'm going with this? And then here's what's funny to me, too, is if you look, the signs on these parking spots, and they even paint them right on the asphalt, it's, you know, it's one of those, those uh, signs of a guy sitting in a wheelchair. It's a blue sign, and there's a guy with a round head sitting in a wheelchair. I'm thinking, okay, that's four wheels. That's a vehicle of sorts. Shouldn't, shouldn't that be what you have to pull up in? If you want to park in the wheelchair spot, you've got to roll in in a wheelchair. <laughs> you know, you actually have to oblige the sign. I don't know. It just seems right. You know, if you're going to put the picture up, if that's if that's how you identify that spot, you got to roll up in a wheelchair, man. You can't be pulling up in a yellow Hummer or a, a diesel Ram Dodge truck and tell me you're like crippled or you're handicapped. I don't know if I'm buying it. Right? I don't know. It's just strange. And then some people abuse the damn thing. Some people get these these placards forged or they, they get them uh, by illicit means. They're not truly handicapped and they, they put them on their vehicles and just pull in and park there. You know? I mean, let, let's be honest here. When was the last time you were at a mall or anywhere and you saw someone pull up into a mall and... A, park in a handicap spot and actually like have trouble getting out of their vehicle and hobble into the mall. I don't know if I've ever seen it. And again, I'm not saying it doesn't exist for those of you that do have problems. Good for you. You deserve the spots. I'm glad they're there for you. But again, I got asked the question if if you are missing a leg or you're missing an arm or your 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 back is seized up, should you really even be driving like a four-ton vehicle that can hit speeds of 100 miles an hour? Is, is that safe for the rest of us? At what point do you have to take into account the safety of everyone else? Because I'll be honest, man. I'm going to be honest. And I'm not trying to be mean. It's just common sense. It's, it's, it's instinct. When I get behind a vehicle and I see that placard, I, I'm going to say it. A lot of times, they're not the best drivers. I've I've historically found them to be slow or a little erratic or a little disconnected. And I'm behind them, and I'm thinking, okay, I see the disabled placard. What's the disability? Have they got horrible eyesight? Are they 95 years old? Have they got no reflexes? Are, have they got no legs, and they're using little metal sticks? Are they... You know, I just naturally think, is this safe for me to be around? And guess what? I speed up and go around those people. 
And I'm not making it up. You may be sitting there going, oh, he's picking on the handicap. I'm really not. I, I am very observant when I drive. And I have noticed a high percentage of these vehicles to be erratic drivers. And maybe there's a reason. Obviously, maybe there's a disability there, obviously. So they are driving differently than the rest of us. So I don't know. I mean, God, I've, I'm at the point where the, there's times where I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking I'll take a baseball bat. And when I get about, you know, t- you know, a minute and a half from, from the Home Depot, I'll just smash my kneecap. What'd you do that for, man? Well, we're going to be parking real close today. What'd you hit me too? I don't know, just to double the pleasure. You know, it's like those are sweet spots. Those are coveted spots, those handicap spots. So I guess in conclusion, we need them. Let's have them there. But, guys, let's let's tone it down. We don't need row upon row of them, okay? We really don't. There's not that many people with those placards that pull into them. And what you're doing is you're pushing other customers way the hell back to the point where maybe there's someone that doesn't have a handicap, but maybe they're just old. Or maybe they're just, uh, you know, maybe they're hurting. Or maybe it's it's a it's a woman and she's got to go and pick up some stuff at Home Depot and she's not physically strong. Or, a, or a, 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 a pansy little guy and he needs to be close. We don't need 30 handicap spots at all these places. So there you go. And I'm not being unsympathetic. I'm not trying to be cruel. I'm just saying... I've noticed the numbers are climbing, and I feel, and I could be wrong, I feel it's disproportionate. Now, if that's politically incorrect to say, whoopee-doo. I'm not worried about that because I think people should be able to have their opinions. I am not slamming crippled people or handicapped people. I'm talking about common sense usage. You tell me, how many times have you pulled up and seen... 15 cars with handicapped people crawling out of them going into the Home Depot. I bet you could sit there with a camera for four weeks and never see all those spaces taken up, let alone, you know, two or three of them. So there you go. If you disagree, you can always call me and leave a message. 323-215-1486. Try and leave a constructive message. If a topic like this gets you heated up or angry, don't just be a jerk and go off and be like, you're, you're an insensitive prick. No, educate me. Educate us. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we don't have the facts. I'm just going off what I see. And believe me, if I ever got hurt, I'd be so happy that stuff was there. But again, I just think the numbers are off. You tell me. Call me and correct me or call me and... Say you've had the same observation. I'm interested to hear in this huge wheelchair handicap debate. The Harland Highway, 323-215-1486. 
Wake up, wake up, wake up. You're on the Harland Highway. And here's a creepy story, man. Uh, apparently yesterday, some woman who had been in a coma for like eight years woke up for three days, started talking to everybody, said she felt fine, and then went right back into the coma after three days. <laughs> I mean, can you really blame her? I mean, you wake up, Britney Spears has shaved her head, Rosie O'Donnell's back on primetime television, the show Lost is completely lost, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy are still on, Pamela Lee has been married and divorced ten times and had her boobs done ten times. Global warming is killing us. The Harland Highway is nominated for Top Afternoon Drive Home Show. Ah! Yeah, I'd go back to sleep too, man. Oh, sleep in, baby. Hopefully you'll hear the Harland Highway in your dreams. Such a weird thing, the coma. Like, I, I, you know, I wonder what it's really like to be in there. Those people, you know, all their body functions are working. Obviously not their brain, but, but their, their, their lungs and their heart and every, everything's functioning. But they're, what kind of netherworld are you in? And if you're in it for like four or five years, isn't, it, isn't that just like the longest sleep ever? Like, you know, you wake up from a five-year coma. How do, how do you... How do you go back to bed after that? I mean, talk about well-rested. You're like, honey, you've been up for seven days. Come to bed. Are you kidding? Huh, I'm going to go outside and wrestle a moose. Honey, aren't you tired? Not yet. Maybe in about six years. You know what I mean? Like, you couldn't go back to sleep if you tried, man. You could take a whole bottle of, like, sleeping pills and you'd be like, mm, I better go shingle that roof. That roof needs to be shingled, and then I guess a better, uh, I guess, isn't there a marathon in the morning? A 72-mile marathon through Death Valley? Better get that under my belt. I mean, I wonder if you'd wake up from a coma and you'd, your body would forget how to yawn. You know, you're just, you're just so well-rested. People at work are like, God, Bill, you look so healthy. You look so well-rested. Yeah, six years. Six years what? Snoozing. Oh, your alarm didn't go off? Nope. Okay, can you tone the energy down? No, I'm wide awake. I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd be walking around the house at night, pacing. There'd be owls up in your pine trees going, hoo, hoo, Go to bed, you son of a bitch. Hoo, 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 you're making us fancy. I don't know, man. A coma. What if you come out and, you know, like I said, everything's changed? Does your wife still love you? Do you still love your wife? Does everything feel the same? Is your perspective skewed? Is it better? Is it worse? Are you depressed? Are you enlightened? What are you thinking, man? And you come out of the coma. You look around at what you had, your family. You're looking at, I got fat kids. My wife ain't too much of a looker. She snores at night. It's like I died for four years. 
man, I'm getting the hell out of Dodge, man. I realize now you only live once. I'm getting the hell away from this pack of losers. <laughs> I don't know. Where do you go after a coma, man? Come on over to Motel 6. We'll leave the light on for you. Yeah, you better leave the light on because I can't sleep. I'm going to be up all night climbing the walls. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Or imagine it's the other way around, right? You just got to get away from your family. You've been a, you've been sleeping for six years, and now you've been awake for like nine weeks, and you're like, I, I just got to get away from the house. I'm going to rent a room at Motel 6, and I'm going to close the curtains, and I'm, I'm going to just shut everything out, and I'm going to just have a normal sleep, right? Hi, Tom Bodette from Motel 6 with some insight for the traveler. Well, this is what one of wait, our rooms wait, looks what, like. What are you doing in here? Hey, you know, it looks just like you, those big hey, hotels. I'm in here. I'm trying to sleep. The only difference is Can, ours won't cost you What are you doing in my room? Money. Right? You get in the yeah, room and this guy shows up. He's just like blabbing away. He's like, no, I just, I just want to close the curtains. I just want to go to bed. I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. No, 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 don't don't leave the light on. I want to go to bed. Just get out of here. Just get it. Oh, sure, it'll be rough what are you doing? Survive one night without avocado body balm what? or French milled soap. What are you talking about? Maybe the money you save will get, get the hell out of my room. Turn the light off and get out of my room. I'm Tom Bodette from Motel what? 6, and no. we'll leave the light no, on No, no, get the hell out of my room. Don't leave the light on. Get out of my room! I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Who the hell's Tom Bodette? What are you get it get out of my room, you creep? We'll what, the turn the light off. Get the hell out of my room, you son of a bitch! Ah get the hell out of my room! You're a creep! Okay, it's time for the guilty file. You're on business, you're out of town. You promised the old ball and chain that you'd give her a phone call every night just so she knows you're not out goofing around and boozing and causing trouble. And you love her. I mean, you want to talk to her, but you kind of don't really have much to say, and you know you're just really doing it as a check-in. And so, while you're on the phone in the hotel room, you got the TV gone. You know, it's right there at the end of your bed. You got your remote, and... Kind of just phoning, hi, honey, how are you? How was your day? Oh, yeah, really? And then in the background, you're watching Wheel of Fortune. You're trying to figure out the, uh, what is a phrase meaning happiness? And your partner on the other end of the line can kind of tell you, what are you doing? What? What do you you mean? We're talking on the phone. What's that noise in the background? Nothing, nothing. Are you watching TV while you're talking to me? No, it's just on. I'm not really watching it. And so you turn it down lower, so you think they can't hear it, and then they keep talking. So today I went to the store and I bought some new shoes. And you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. What uh, what time did you go to the uh, the movie? No, I said I went to the store and bought some new shoes. Oh yeah, who was in it? What do you mean, who was in the shoes? Yeah, who was in the movie? Are you watching TV again? Huh? What? No. What? What's a uh, nine-letter word meaning happiness? What are you talking about? Are you watching Wheel of Fortune? Why aren't you listening to me? <laughs> you just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. What are you listening to back there? Okay, right, right. And how many of you guys and girls have taken it a step further? And be honest here with old Uncle Harley. How many of you have been having sex? How many of you have been 
making love. How many of you have been fooling around? And in the background, there's a TV on, and you actually start watching it. You know, maybe it's a sporting event. Maybe it's the uh, Australian Open. Maybe it's a hockey game. Maybe it's uh, football. You know, maybe it's even a movie or something. And even though the sound's down, you're kind of engaged. Like your focus is split between, you know, being pleasured, if you know what I mean, and watching like the uh, Edmonton Oilers put a play together and score a goal, right? And right in the middle of her doing her business, you're like, oh, yeah, all right, yeah, and you, like, buck up and give her a black eye. Jesus, what the hell was that? Oh, nothing, baby, nothing. You're just doing a great job. You got me very excited. Well, I've never seen you do get that excited. Ow, my eye. I know. I mean, what a what a shot. What are you talking about? I mean, what a what a passing play. What? I mean, just just keep going. You're almost done. We're almost at the end of the period. What? What are you? What? <laughs> right? You're like your focus is split between your lovemaking and your your TV schedule. So just be careful. Don't get caught, man. It's one thing to do it. It's another thing to be caught. And there are some in the world that would say, if you have that kind of problem, then you need therapy. And guess what? Oh, God, it's Friday. Ugh. And Friday means I need therapy, right? Producers of my podcast, if you're listening, because it was your idea. Some of you think I'm not mentally stable, so I got to get my therapy session done live on the air with Dr. Ascot. This guy's a dillweed, man telling you. I wish I could be watching a hockey game while this guy's trying to get inside my brain. I'd love to tune this guy out. Well, here we go. It's Friday, and I have to do my weekly therapy session with Dr. Ascot, so let's get it over with. Here we go. Therapy with Ascot. God, every Friday I have to go through this BS. Holland. Well, that's what it is. It's just a bunch of BS. Holland. The the station has required, because some of the people here that work here think I have a nut loose, the upper management, and so I have to do this on-air therapy session with you, Dr. Ascot. Thank you, Holland. And I, I just don't think any of it works. Holland. Stop saying my name. Holland. Oh, God, you just drive me nuts. Holland, today I want you to release. What do you mean, release? I want you to let your spirit fly, Holland. Okay, I don't know what that means. See, this is what I mean. This is all a bunch of BS. Holland. Okay, what do you you want me to fly? Is that it? Yes, Holland. I want you to go over to the door. And open the door to the balcony and look out and picture yourself flying, Harland. Okay, and that's supposed to do what? Release your spirit, Harland. Okay, I'm going to call your bluff, okay? Watch this, Ascot. Here I go. I'm opening the sliding door. I'm out on the balcony. I'm standing up on the balcony. 
On the ledge. Holland, what are you doing? I'm calling your bluff. Holland, get down from the ledge. No, I'm calling your bluff. See you, Ascot. Holland. 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 Um, this is Dr. Charles Ascot. Yeah. On the Ascot Highway. Today we will be playing all kinds of music and having fun. Did I do it right? Hello? Arlen? Anybody? Hello? Does this mean I have my own radio show? Hello? So join me, Dr. Charles Ascot, right after this song on the Ascot Highway. Hello? Oh, no, no. No, no, no. Don't even think it. Don't even... Don't even think about Dr. Ascot... Dr. Charles Ascot. Of course the guy's... Name is Charles. Can you imagine if that dillweed actually did take over my show? Good Lord, I'd just be put talking about comas earlier. That would put you to sleep, man. We'll leave the light on for you. Yeah, you better leave the light on. You better you better put a floodlight right in my face. One of those searchlights that they put up in Hollywood and point into the sky. Just point one of those right in my face because that's the only thing that would keep me away from the dry, dreary, monotone, annoying voice of Dr. Ascot. Arland. Oh, God. What are you doing here? Arland, I was hiding under the desk, Arland. You were hiding under the desk? Yes, Arland. Why were you hiding under the desk? Because I like to think of this as my own studio, Arland. No, it's not. It's not going to happen. I thought you jumped off the balcony, Arland. No, I didn't jump off the balcony. I jumped and I swung underneath to try and scare you. Arland, that's evil. Oh, is it evil? You know what's evil is you trying to mess with my mind. Arland. No, you are trying to twist my... Arland. My mind. Arland. Stop saying my name! Arland. What do you want? I want to do my own podcast well then go do it i want the holland highway no you're not having it i want to call it the ascot highway holland no 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 holland i tell you what if you stop saying my name and we never have to do another therapy session you know what i'll do it you can have my podcast holland what are you serious yeah i'm serious I'll do it, Holland. You'll do it? Yes. Awesome. So I never have to see you again. I never have to deal with you. And I'll need $10 million. Excuse me? $10 million, you heard me, Holland. Oh, get out of here. Holland, out! Holland, I'll leave the light on for you, Holland. Get out of here! I'll leave the light on, Holland. Out! I said I'll leave the light on. 
out of here. I'm Tombo dead. I'll leave the light on. Out! God, that guy is not normal. Anyways, you people are normal, right? And if you are normal and you want to have a laugh, if you want to have a giggle and a laugh, darlings, come and see me in Florida. I'm going to be at the Tampa Improv. I'm going to be there uh, March 19th, 20, and 21. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Tampa Improv in Florida. Um, go to my website, harlemwilliams.com, click on the stand-up schedule, and you can get all the information you need for tickets, show times, reservations, all that stuff. And then don't forget, folks, April, oh my God, April uh, 2nd, I'll be in Indianapolis at the beautiful Paramount Theater, Anderson, just outside of Indianapolis. And then April 3rd, I'll be in Columbus, Ohio at the uh, delicious... Southern Theater. Again, go to harlanwilliams.com and get your tickets for these amazing shows that are coming up. They are going to be killer. You're going to have a great time. And if you don't live there, please alert your friends uh, to come and see me April 2nd and 3rd in Anderson, Indiana and uh, uh, Columbus, Ohio at the Southern Theater. That is it for today. I hope you had a good time. I hope we enlightened you. I hope we uh, informed you. I hope we did all kinds of things for you. Because that's what we do here at the Harland Highway. Oh, oh, Charles. Oh, oh, Nelson Riley. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> all right. Until next time, you know how it goes. Until next time, chicken chow, main baby. And we'll leave the light on for him. 